You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority of their families. Thanks so much for listening in. My name is Todd Lesher. I'm your host and grateful to be so. Today, we're talking about helping our kids think about the media they're consuming with my friend Robbie Fisher. And I'm always thrilled to have him as a guest on the podcast. Welcome back, Rob. Thanks, dude. Yeah, good to have you here. Well, I'm not like super crazy about the intro to this, talking about the media that our kids consume. We're going to talk about movies, music, and TV, and helping our kids think about what they're watching and listening to. So why don't you tell our listeners about your upbringing and your interest in music and movies to start with? Okay. Uh, so I was raised mom, dad, and I have a sister. Her name is Lori. So dad was, as I was growing up, my very early iteration, he was a, um, by night, he played in the bars and clubs. He fronted a band Mm -hmm. called Bobby Fisher and the Toon Sharks. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I got that aspect of music from my dad because it was really what he loved. And in fact, when I was 12, he decided to move us to Nashville and he became songwriter Mm -hmm. and has done that professionally throughout the rest of his career. Garth Brooks worked for him. He wrote songs for George Jones, Reba McIntyre, lots of of folks and that we got to meet and such. So I got that musical acumen from dad. My mom was the one who actually just loved music. Mm -hmm. So even as a in the crib she played music and she said it was vinyl back then. She flipped it over when I would let her know that the side had ended. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of her stories that she likes telling is, um, one day I, in kindergarten, I was had a holiday, and she said, what are you gonna do today, Robbie? And I said, I'm <laughs> gonna see how many records I can play. And literally at dinner, she said, okay, you gotta come out. I'd literally lined myself around the room and just played myself through with records. You know, Probably the Todd Leshers of the world were out playing baseball. And I was playing records. Come on out, Rob. Let's play some baseball. No, No, I'm going through my records. I got more (laughs) records to play. You have another story, though, that I love. It's you playing baseball, but you're out in the field timing songs. That's really geeky. (laughs) (laughs) Tell that one. (laughs) Yeah. So... So what I used to do is um, this this was my early way of making money. So I I would... time how long it would take me to sing a certain song. Mm -hmm. And I had them written down on a little sheet of paper. And I showed up baseball (laughs) practice and I would offer for five cents to sing these songs for to guys. You know, of which I am sure I never made a cent. Like what is wrong with you? But I'd be out in the outfield in between balls coming my way, timing the latest Johnny Cash song sung through my head. I'm not too far away from Back that so that way, yes. That's so good. Um, and then my sister is actually um, an actress and um, playwright in New York. Mm-hmm. She works, uh, teaches at NYU, and she's written several movies and plays and musicals. And so, that the gifting and the love of movies, of which my mother taught us to love and to watch, and music. And, and the written word just has been really, that's my language yeah. 
that how I understand the world, mm-hmm. especially growing up. Yeah, so you up. have a high view and appreciation for totally. media and all its various forms. Absolutely. Music, movies, and shows, they're really woven into the fabric mm-hmm. of our culture. Mm-hmm. So why do you think our culture is drawn to these forms of media and entertainment? Well, we like a good story. Yeah. And so all of these mediums tell stories, paint pictures. They, they move our hearts more than any kind of speech would. The music, the songs, you know, that rips our hearts out. I think Dave Matthews has that phrase, someone else is, um, uh, someone is breaking up and it becomes your favorite song, you know, and it creates memories, it tells memories, good and bad. It moves our hearts for good or for ill, but it really kind of moves us at the deepest level and, and kind of the biblical parallel, if you will, is the Psalms. Hmm. If you see, yeah. read the Psalms, it has this um, such a, a diverse emotions of anger and doubt, frustration, uh, joy, praise, thanksgiving. In fact, the early church used the Psalms as their hymn book. And um, Martin Luther said, that's, of course, your prayer book, that this gave you words and informed how you prayed, how you thought. But it was this backdrop of poetry and song. And so all the way through Scripture, even when you look at Genesis 1 and 2, there's an awful lot of musical arrangement and rhythm in God creating and and moving our hearts and yeah. throughout the scripture. So it's it's pretty deeply woven and I think we kind of intuitively know that that is a vehicle to um, yeah. communicate our depths. I love music. I, I'm just not skilled as a musician. That way, I have I, heard you play guitar uh, pretty yes, good. Yes, I you might have. have. That is locked back in, <laughs> in the vault. <laughs> but the thing that has clicked in my mind you go the story route, which I totally track with. I go this longing for something that will last or a mm-hmm. longing for eternity. Mm-hmm. You think about chords and music, whether it's a guitar or a piano, it's infinite. Yet there's a certain number of strings on a guitar and a number of keys on a piano. But the, the notes that you can play and the arrangement of music is eternal. Mm-hmm. It, and that's why new music is always coming out. Yeah. It may have similarities to music in the 70s or in the 90s, but there's always going to be new music because mm-hmm. it has this eternal quality. And so there are a lot of things that will fade, but I think music has this eternal component to it, just as stories do. We yeah. always love a story. It's deep-seated yeah. inside of us, even though there are probably just a few common stories you watch a Disney movie and you're like, hey, I saw this. And she was wearing a yellow dress and talking to an animal who turned into a man, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I saw it when she was uh, on an island, you know, and the waves were crashing down and she was singing with a gigantic guy who could fight a crab. You know, it's that sort of thing. Is The yeah. story is similar, but they overcome, they overcame something and we resonate with that. Yeah. And so those two elements, it's this longing for mm-hmm. a story to be a part of and then something that will last. Yeah, something you know, like, transcendent yeah. beyond yes, that's it. even yep. you know what we see in the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. That's so, right. Yeah. So what's your general view of media? Yeah, the, the, the image that comes to my mind is like 
a, a child with a power tool. Okay. Because our media, I don't know that they are always looking out for our best interests. That's good. Yep. But what they're creating with is of infinite worth mm-hmm. and infinite power. And so it's, it, you got, to me, we really are called to be very aware of that, um, you know, that balance, that tension between yep. allowing these to, to move us in a deep way but also seeing what's behind yes. uh, the media and what the agenda could yeah, be. Yeah, that's really helpful. And if you want to talk about it, kind of imagery, but fire, right? Mm-hmm. Fire is a really helpful tool. It can warm, but it also can burn down. Mm-hmm. But that's concrete. That's great. And so when you talk about a power tool, another concrete image, but the thing about media is we rarely see the effects that it's having on our thoughts, our attitudes, our view of the world, our relationships with one another, but that power tool image, it's it's shaping. It has the ability, whether it's a drill or a chainsaw, those things shape, tighten, adjust, uh, readjust in that that sort of way. So that's really helpful to understand. We can see a fire burning something up, but media has a similar effect that we cannot see mm-hmm. as obviously. That is, that's right. So you, you mentioned the scriptures already and how the Psalms are kind of a song book, a prayer book uh, in the Bible, but what other scriptures have set a foundation for the media you consume? So I think of Proverbs 4.23 that okay. says, guard your heart mm-hmm. because out of it is the wellspring of life. Yeah. So again, you have a soul and you are the guardian of that soul. You are called to be a steward of the soul that God has given you. And that is the basically the the will, the mind, the conscience mm-hmm. of who you really are. Your body is just the outward casing. That's how that's the conduit to speak to the culture, the world, the material world. And your spirit is your conduit to speak to Almighty God and yeah. to hear from the, the Holy Spirit. But the soul is what brokers the deal. Mm. And so I, th- I think even when David in the Psalms says, soul, you know, why are you troubled? Yeah. Okay, that's David being attuned to what culture is saying or the situation. And I would say the same kind of thing when you're guarding your heart, when you're guarding your mind and your soul. Be very attuned of, oh, what am I hearing? What's really behind that and what is it moving me towards? Is this mm-hmm. ill or is this beautiful? Yeah. And then I think of Philippians 4, 8 mm-hmm. that says whatever is true and whatever is noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, think on these things. Mm-hmm. And that that to me, it doesn't corner you to say, okay, I shouldn't see a movie where somebody gets killed. Yeah. What, what's being betray, portrayed here? Yeah. Is it admirable? Is it beautiful? Is it luring us towards being courageous, to being truthful, mm-hmm. to being uh, a rescuer yeah. like Christ is? If you read through the scriptures, over and over these stories are of angst, of good and evil. And of course, if you, if you whitewashed the scriptures away from these deep yeah. dilemmas, you you wouldn't have any of the what is true 
right. of spiritual warfare, of true of the the dimensions that we're in. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's really good. And to <clears throat> focus a little bit more on which you talk about the the whitewashing or the sugarcoating, the Bible is not a kid's storybook. Correct. And so there are very violent image images. There's sexuality very overt sexuality mm-hmm. in the Bible. There's pain, there's loss, there's grief, there's abstract concepts. But when we whitewash it or condense it down to this, oh, this is just a child's book, then we totally miss the point. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to leap from uh, from that is the point of this episode is not that we should just go and listen to Christian music and watch Christian movies. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. It's thinking about what we are watching, listening to, consuming. Mm -hmm. Because you could just be a robot and go, oh, this is a Christian movie, it's good. But it might not be true, noble, right, pure, just because it has a label on it. That's right. But a mainstream movie could be fantastic because it does bring in the real-life components here. It takes us to kind of the next question of your perspective as a parent on how media affects our thoughts, attitudes, and actions. So speak into the parents a little bit from your view of how media shapes us. Mm -hmm. So there's a phrase, it's not what you think you are, but what you think you are. Hmm. So there's, to me, there's there's a, almost like a pulse taking that as I'm watching a TV show, what is it causing me to think? Is it causing me to think in being more noble, mm-hmm. in moving yeah. towards people, in being in community? Is it moving me towards these biblical ideals that we're called to, to step into as our spiritual calling? Or is it actually causing me to think of betrayal mm-hmm. and betraying these very things that Christ died that I could be uh, given a new life and a new way of seeing his kingdom work and engaging in it. So to me, that's at least something that I'm kind of always on the pulse of what is this song? Mm -hmm. What is this movie? What is this moment? Even conversations, all of this. What are they moving me towards? What what do I find myself thinking about? Mm -hmm. Because what I'm thinking about will ultimately be what I become yep. and how I act it out. Yeah. Makes me think of video games. Mm-hmm. Like whenever there's uh, violence yeah. in our nation, mm-hmm. video games, violent video games are always scrutinized. Just blame it on the creators of this violent video game. Because mm-hmm. if they played that video game, then they became violent. And I think that is inaccurate because I'll be playing Madden mm-hmm. on the PlayStation and I will be getting so mad <laughs> that I want to flip the couch over. So I'm not playing a violent game. I'm mm-hmm. playing a sports game. But it's doing something mm-hmm. to me. Am I aware of what this media is doing to me? That's good. That's good. So just that, it shapes how we view people. Like I, I want to speak into a lot of TV shows and movies can be degrading mm-hmm. to both genders, but it's primarily towards females. So it can teach both men and women to go, oh, I can view them the way they're treated on TV. Mm-hmm. That's not right. And so we need to be mindful of what it's doing to our view of That's others. Right. And I think your question there of, is this 
helping me love people more than I did yesterday? Mm-hmm. Or am, am I treating people in a way that is not true, pure, lovely, holy, in mm-hmm. those sort of ways. Yeah, there used to be kind of a, a list of questions that you could ask yourself is, if Jesus was sitting here, mm-hmm. would I feel comfortable listening to this song? Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back to, is it noble and true and right? Um, I used to listen to a, a podcast, and this man was talking through the book of Lamentations. Mm-hmm. And he said, Lamentations are the same as listening to Jay-Z create giving us the angst of what it is to live in the inner city and poverty and struggle and and okay but there's using different words Mm -hmm. that uh, that i wouldn't prefer to use yet at the same time they're giving this message that allows you to feel the sadness and the grief of a generation and what would you say if you were really experiencing that Mm -hmm. so that's the kind of thing that I'm not going to give an easy answer and say, if it says these five words, then it's offline. Because sometimes those are the words that are be giving us the picture of what's sure. really going on yeah. in that situation. And it's a great point. It's a great opportunity to have conversations with your kids. You know, we'll listen to the radio, and I'll tell my kids, like, hey, if you want to listen to the pop station, just know that we're going to talk about what we're listening to. So it's not just right. going to go in and be unaddressed, but we're going to say, hey, what are they talking about? What, what is valuable to them? What, what's their view of the world? What's their view of people? Yeah. And why do you think they're talking about that in this song? Yeah. So it's just a conversation point instead of something that you just entertains you, you know, yeah. moves your body and nods your head. Yeah, you just took my whole oh, uh, did second I? half of my... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Robbie, here's the bottom line. What would you say? this up here. Well, let's get into that okay. from... Your vantage point. So we can stream media anywhere now, mm-hmm. which means we can't always monitor what our children are watching and listening to. So how, how can parents begin to help their children develop the disciplines and discernment to censor? I don't know if that's the right word. Mm. Or evaluate what they're watching and listening to in a healthy way. Discern, yeah. Yep. Discern. Um, so I'm going to start exactly where you just said. Mm-hmm. Of, it's about a relationship. Yep. So relationships are like a bank account. Mm -hmm. You're putting money in the account so that when you need to pay for the lighting bill, then the electricity, you you can pay for it. And it's to me, uh, the way that that people are communicated to in music and movies are deeply, deeply personal, Mm -hmm. especially generationally personal. So if we talk to one of our friends Dave Tucker, mm-hmm. who is a, a 60-year-old, and said, what is objectively the best music of all time? He would absolutely say it's, you know, this music from the 70s, and he could list this, and he would tell you for sure that everything else pales in comparison. Mm-hmm. Because that music, when he was a teenager, was sacred to him. Yep. And it communicated in a deep way that nothing else has been able to. So I remember when I was listening to music, my dad would say, your music is percolator music. What's that mean, Dad? (laughs) It it keeps coming at you and it doesn't stop. Uh That's because my dad's music was from the 50s. And his dad's music was from another generation. And so there is something very, very personal about media, 
about movies, about music, about poetry that is so sacred that when you're having a conversation with someone, if you don't have a relationship, not only to them, but at least in understanding to the media you're talking about, Mm -hmm. then you're actually asking for rebellion. You're actually asking to have this conversation go sideways without ever getting to what's really important. How is it moving you? How is it helping you either encourage thinking well or discourage thinking Mm -hmm. well? But you don't even get there if you're not noticing that. And even what you're talking about, and I don't know if this is kind of veering off course, but music gives, music in particular, but movies as well, gives a generation an identity. Yes. And you know the dominant, for, for at least my generation, it was Nirvana and Green Day. Mm. Those were just the dominant bands. And you saw T-shirts everywhere. And you heard, you know, imitating imitator punk bands, you know, in garages trying to be Kurt Cobain. Yeah. And so my difficulty in uh, relating to what the generation now likes is because it's not what it was mm-hmm. back in the 90s that I resonated with. that told my story as a youth. And that way that was going, yeah, that gives me something to attach to. So now I'm like, ah, oh, this music is lame. You need to listen to the 90s. It's kind of like what your dad was saying. is like, that's yeah. percolator music. You need to listen to music from the 50s. That's exactly in right. In that way. So yeah. it's shaping their uh, identity yes. in some of those ways. So helping them think through, what's this doing to your identity, who you are, mm, and how you, how you see yourself? Yeah, it, it's a little bit of the question of, is this a conviction or is this a preference? Mm-hmm. And many times I'm confusing those two yeah, yeah. when I'm talking about the movies, music, uh, style of mm-hmm, dress, mm-hmm. of you know, hair. You know, it's many times uh, I'm confusing which one is really helping or discouraging a walk with Christ, and which one is yeah. just communicating who they are. Yeah. Well, I know it was a little premature on the question about conversations that we can have with our kids, but you bring the youth pastor. Mm-hmm. A viewpoint, and you also bring the parental viewpoint. And what if those conversations look like for you, mm-hmm. whether you're talking to your daughters or you're talking to a 10th grader, a 7th yeah. grader? Yeah. So if I'm building on the relationship yep. that I'm, uh, I'm already trying, and by the way, no matter how old your kids are, if, if they're 16, obviously this is late in the game to start this conversation of relationship, much better if they're 2, 3, 4, yeah. 5, yeah. to to build that relationship. Dads, take a day off a week. Hmm. Be with your kids. Yeah. Walk with them. You know, know the stories. Create uh, personal stories, including, by the, I always, as a youth pastor, if I had a kid who loved 60s, loved the Beatles, hmm. loved the Stones, I would say automatically that means he has a good relationship, she has a good relationship hmm. yeah. Yeah. with their dad. Mm-hmm. That was just my premise. It yeah. didn't wasn't always true. Sure. But dads, moms, you have an amazing ability to create great music and great mm-hmm. tastes for your kids. Yeah. And by the way, if I saw kids who listened to only Insane Clown Posse, then my premise was he's doing this to kind of get at his dad. Right. Yes. Because he can't get his dad's attention yes. or not the time. Wasn't mm-hmm. always true. Yeah. His dad might like 
clown posse. But usually that was the yeah. case. So all, all of these things have to do with relationship. Mm. So you want to absolutely help them in relationship together with you and then relationship with great ideas mm-hmm. and music and tastes and thoughts all, all through. Okay, so now let's just say you're, you're just starting from scratch right here. The, the second best thing to do is have a relationship with their media. Okay, so understand, for example, who the bands are that they listen to yeah. now. Like you said a little bit earlier, okay, we're going to play the pop music that you want to mm-hmm. listen to, mm-hmm. but we wanna, I want to interact with it. Yeah. Okay, so that's not an interaction to point out where they're wrong. Yeah. That's an interaction, first of all, to understand the music. Yeah. And if at all possible, to enjoy the music. Mm-hmm. If that's at all possible, to to listen and and find the good stuff in it and to enjoy that before you go on to another level. So absolutely, I'd say this as a youth pastor, kids are usually defining a lot of it based on if if their parents are rejecting it. Mm -hmm. But then as a parent, I'm going to say, do everything you can to be involved in your kid's life. Okay, at a certain point, they're going to say, now you need to drop me off a block away from school. That's okay. <laughs> you know, Susie Weiler, uh, Andrew Weiler's yep. mother, always did this so well. She said, okay, but you can have the parties at our house. Mm-hmm. And she would be a part of the scenery. Yep. She would provide the best kind of uh, locale and snacks and everything so the kids could be around. She could be a, a part of that. And so the music that was being played... And such and Bob Weiler, his dad. Mm-hmm. We were at a rock concert. The band was called Vigilantes of Love, mm-hmm. and I knew Bob didn't like that yeah. band, but there he is in the back, at the concert. So I, you know, s- snuck up next to Bob and I said, "Why are you here?" He said, "Wherever my kids want to be, that's where I want to mm-hmm. be." So yeah. to me, that's a great example of engaging in. If they love these uh, certain movies then do your best to at least understand the movies, mm. to at least know what's going on. Yeah. Seek first to understand before yes. being understood. That's, That's right. Stephen Covey's principle. Yeah. The whole idea there is it, you go back to relationship, and it, this matters to your kids. Mm-hmm. So it's got to matter to you. And you yeah. may be like, oh, this is, this is not the 80s. Mm-hmm. The 80s was the best. Right. Mixed opinions about that one, but this is – their version of the 80s to them now. Right. That's so absolutely right. You would want your parent to come to you and say, oh, this is cool music, you know? But the other part of that is helping them learn how to think. Mm. You know, just, we, we just, I think, are, I don't know if it's natural propensity, but just kind of numb, just kind of taking it, taking it in without really contemplating what's what's coming out. And we as parents can do the exact same thing just yeah. on the opposite side. Yeah. Um, that music's too loud. Yeah, uh, I'm, I've already judged it yep. and found it wanting mm-hmm. without having looked and seen what's going on yeah. and what it's doing. And that's, you know, whenever you ask somebody and it's like, what's your favorite music? And they're able to list it off. And then you have somebody who said, what's your least favorite music? And they'll go rap. Mm-hmm. It's like you're misunderstanding mm-hmm. the music mm-hmm. if you just don't like that or heavy metal, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah. kind of the punk scene. Or country. Whatever. Some yeah. people yeah. think. They'll be like, ah, I hate it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're missing the point. This is valuable to someone. Yeah. And you're making it sound like you get it. 
and you're better than it. Oh. So it's just be careful because this is valuable and important music to somebody. Yeah. Someone created it. Mm-hmm. Someone is it, like trying to communicate the strain of life mm-hmm. or what's valuable to them. And so that doesn't mean you accept everything and say, oh, it's all great. But it it's more, it deserves better than that. I hate that music. Yeah. You know, so. It's the same way with the, your kids and their friends too, by yeah. the way. Yeah. My uh, daughter was dating uh, a guy in high school that I didn't prefer, mm-hmm. but he was a reader. And so, you know, during one time we uh, kind of were having lunch together and I said, what's your favorite book? And he said, James Joyce, uh, the, the portrait of an artist as a young man. Mm-hmm. And so I said, if I read it, can we talk about it? And so like literally, mm-hmm. I, it was a hard book to get through, <laughs> James Joyce. Um, about 300 pages later, but I had, we had a great time yeah. connecting and talking about that. Yeah. And so I think that is the way forward, relational and understanding. Mm-hmm. You know. yeah. Talk about a little bit more about what parents consume. Are mm-hmm. they aware about it? You kind of mentioned like, ah, I don't like this music. It's too loud. You know, kind of the negative mm-hmm. bent. Mm-hmm. But are parents thinking about what yeah. they're watching and what their kids are catching them sure. consuming? Well, because I was talking to um, one of our friends on staff a few years ago, and his favorite song was Billy Joel, Only the Good Die, Die Young. Uh-huh. And, you know, we were having a conversation, and I said, you know that's about talking a girl out of her virginity, right? And he said, oh. it's, it's, it's just a song. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just like it. I like the rhythm. I like mm-hmm. the way Billy Joel sounds. But that same person probably was having conversations with the kids of, what is this music? And this mm-hmm. is the saying the wrong thing. Well, we're called to be consistent. Yeah. And so even if my favorite song or my favorite band or artist or is saying what I need not to be saying. Mm-hmm. Same way if it's on the Christian radio station, but it's either not giving good theology mm-hmm. or not leading us the right way or not. That It's worth evaluating what, even what you're listening to. If, if you're not evaluating, then how can the kids actually evaluate their own stuff yeah. if they're not seeing you do it? Yeah. I remember growing up, my dad just always had sports radio on. It was just, just droned on in the background. Mm-hmm. And I would say it was probably white noise that he would go in and out of paying attention to. But mm-hmm. as a kid, I'm just glued into this and like locked in. It's important to my dad. Oh, I'm going to pay attention to it as well. And so just what – are you leaving the TV on in the background? Mm-hmm. What are you streaming? What's on your YouTube? That's good. You know, uh, playlist there mm-hmm. in, in that way. It's just the mindfulness because yeah. um, your kids are watching. They're listening because mm-hmm. – you're their heroes. Yeah. And so they're going to go, oh, my hero listens to this music. Yeah. My hero watches this. Um, yeah. And I think it's good you let them in. You know, questions that you could ask would be like, um, what do you hear? You know, you said that earlier. What do, you, what do you hear from this? Yeah. What do you hear from my music? Yeah. What do you hear from your... By the way, yours should be evaluated by them as well. Mm-hmm. Let's have some conversations about what, what's good music. I, I wrote a couple other things. You know, what does it make you feel? Mm-hmm. What does it make you long for? You know that you said that the arts mm-hmm. help us unearth our yep. longings, our deepest desires. What's this making you long for? Mm-hmm. You know, what's there? And, you know, why is this your favorite band? Not in the sense of condemnation, why is yep. this? But in the sense of 
Well, I'd like to. It reveals something. Yeah, you're learning of who about your you kid. are. That's exactly, exactly right. Mm-hmm. And and whether you like it, sometimes we just want to change what we see in them. You know, kind of as a quick response, like I don't even have to put my paper down. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. We'll stop it. Yeah. You know? yeah. I had a kid one time that um, she was smoking, and she was an athlete. Um, and uh, I asked her, "Why? Why are you smoking?" She said, "It's the only thing my I." that my parents can't stop me from doing. Hmm. But her parents had had conversations with her and said, quit smoking, but never got to the heart of why she did what she did. Mm -hmm. And ironically enough, the reason she was smoking was to do something that that her parents, because they had restricted her in every other area. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really important to find out why behind why, why do you like this artist? What's this showing about who you are? Because yeah. I want to know mm-hmm. who you are more than I want to judge yep. who you are. Yeah, that's great. So this is probably going to cause a little whiplash here, but it's relevant to this conversation. Pornography is a pervasive form of media that mm-hmm. is targeted at children and students in alarming ways. And so how have you advised parents to navigate this with their families? Mm. So I would encourage conversation Mm -hmm. sometimes this is we feel anxious about this you know i'm not sure how to talk to my kids about sex yeah and so i'm just going to leave that to the professionals to the todd leshers of the world Mm -hmm. or the church or the school and i think at the right time and usually what i say is the right govern is the right time is when you see them bringing it up Mm. when you see them shyly talking about that or having yeah. interest with what you know what goes on here what is mm-hmm. that about so then i would have direct conversations of what's out there what you know how it affects us you know how pornography will allow you to see people just as um, an image rather than who they actually are in heart yeah by the way, that we wouldn't want to be judged on that way. Mm-hmm. Um, how it demeans, you know, care for one another. How it al- allows you to see yourself as the, the the point of life, you know. And yeah. by the way, when you get in marriage, if you haven't been seeing your sexuality as a way of serving, yeah, then all of a sudden um, you get these big surprises of how how come. Mm-hmm. You know, this doesn't work the way pornography works. Yep. And when that leads you into a dead end, it's, you know, this addiction that right, can, right. can continue. Yeah. So I think frank conversations and, and some form of accountability mm-hmm. and probably uh, is teenage years, you're not the, as a parent, you're not the accountable one, mm-hmm. but always making sure that there's somebody that they're having a conversation with. Yep. You know, to, to this day, I have a, you know, a great friend in Nashville that we talk every week. Mm-hmm. What are you looking at? What are you yeah. talking about? How are you, you know, how are you caring for your wife? How mm-hmm. are you treating all of this? And yeah. no questions are off limits. And it's because we all need this kind of accountability. If you as a, a dad or you as a mom mm-hmm. are under accountability and your kids know it, then that encourages them. This is not just for a 16-year-old uh, and a way to repress them, but this is the healthiest way yep. to live out your life. Yeah, that's right. And in starting that early, it's 
you're valuing humans Mm -hmm. higher than pornography portrays them. Mm. But pornography flips that. It's just people are just out there to be consumed. It's like a buffet that you can just go through, fill your plate, dump the rest in the trash can. But the the idea of start the conversation early Mm -hmm. and let it be continual. Train your face not to be shocked. Because you Whoa. might walk into your kid's bedroom and mm-hmm. they're looking at something. Mm-hmm. So keep technology out of the bedroom. Yeah. Because pornography has a way of finding your kids. I don't know yeah. how that works. Yeah. They don't have to go far. Yeah. But they'll bump into it. That's right. But it's coming to get them. And and just to tag on your idea of uh, your fa- train your face, there is this trick of the devil that sexuality and the things that are connected to it also get attached with shame. Yeah. So a kid who makes a mistake or makes a bad choice, there, there's shame is right around the corner that the devil really encourages you to explore and then feel absolute yeah, yeah, filth yeah, yeah, yeah. that you explored. Yeah. And parents can be a conduit mm. to grace and a conduit to live like you're loved, that yeah. Jesus is pursuing you and he created this. And this is not dirty to him. Hmm. And you can be clean immediately, yeah. fully pure before God. Right. So the, the kids need to see that from the dad and the mom, mm-hmm. that that's God, this was God's interest uh, idea of sex. Yeah. It was not Hugh Hefner's. It was not, mm-hmm. you know, some... Uh, anyway. Yeah. 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 That's great. Is again, elevating the human, elevating sexuality mm-hmm. as it, it's just not a commodity. Yeah. Right. It's right. it's sacred, yeah. and so it, it's more valuable. That's right. Than it is conveyed. I love the idea of the trap that you're talking about. The sa- that Satan lures us in to say, "Oh, this is going to be amazing," and then he says, "How could you do that?" That's right. <laughs> what? Same breath. Yeah. And by the way, that's throughout our media that yeah. we are now obsessed with. Um, if something is devious, yeah, that is going to actually win the Academy Award. Yeah. But then on the other side, is they're going to toss those actor and actresses yes. into the garbage oh, my as goodness. well. Yep. Yep. Like, by the way, can you believe this is what they're doing <sighs> totally. now? Yep. Yeah. Well, let's finish on a high note. Okay. Here. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> How has your family used music, movies, and TVs to grow as a family and make memories together? Oh, my goodness. Like, literally, I could just spend the rest of the afternoon talking mm-hmm. about uh, several of these. We have a, a family favorite book series that turned into movies, The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And, you know, that literally every couple of family vacations that we still do, we're watching the 12 hour editions yeah. together and we all know geeky details. Mm-hmm. And it just allowed us all to not only have this common experience, which you cannot um, belittle how important it is that family experiences together, Mm -hmm. not mindlessly sitting in front of something, but instead engaged, enjoying, having conversations afterwards and coming back to. So we all watched uh, the TV series Lost, Mm -hmm. and we watched every episode. I think one of my daughters has it on DVD that we don't play anymore, Uh but, you know, every episode. And it gave us fodder to just have conversation and to grow closer together we all have when the kids were growing up the Beatles were one of the bands Mm -hmm. that 
we were able to kind of connect with them. And each one of the members of our family was yeah. a beetle. <laughs> and we, we found yeah. a, uh, a road that was close to Abbey Road and took mm-hmm. one of our family pictures. Oh, that's great. All yeah. dressed like that. And it's just a silly way of what's behind it is connecting to each other's heart and making great memories together. You know, celebrating yeah. what God has brought us as yeah, a family. Yeah, what you're creating is inside jokes. That's right. And inside memories, these, this referent, reference point that binds you That's right. as a family. You also, uh, you go see a movie every Christmas day? Yeah, we do. Is that right? We That's do. That's a tradition yep. that you have in place. Every Christmas day, we, we do that together. And, you know, again, we can probably all cite which ones we've gone to. Yeah. And, you know, the, I'm just limiting sure. myself to yep. a real short list, but mm-hmm. there's... Tons of obviously Christian bands yep. that we were engaged in as well, and mm-hmm. Narnia and different things like that. But yep. but it's all for the uh, taking. Yeah, shared so experiences. What shared experience. use media to create shared experiences? Wow, with your family. That's brilliant, right? That's, That's brilliant. Like, I, I don't know. Gee whiz, That's, you come up with this every just time. Stealing ideas from people. So, <laughs> well, Rob, thanks for being on the podcast and speaking into our families. Would you mind praying for them as we wrap up? Yeah, Father, thank you. You are. Uh, the creator, and uh, that's the, the first thing that it says in Scripture, that you created, and you are artsy, and you know what you're doing. You put this in our hearts to unveil our longings. Our deepest longings are for you. Our deepest longings are to be known deeply and loved fully, and we find that in you at the cross. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for the gift of, of laughter, of families, of music, of art and of podcasts and um, we celebrate you and just ask father for you to use uh, this engagement just to remind us that we are all um, being drawn towards you as the body and we belong to each other thank you in jesus name amen amen parent on parents you got this thanks for joining us for the forest hill parenting podcast where we want to inspire parents to make faith in jesus the priority in their families If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest to you, visit foresthill.org.